You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Friday and welcome to Locked On Seminoles. I'm your host, Max, and across the Zoom room, I've got David Weiss, Esquire. Buddy, how you doing, man? It's the first time on this week. How you been? Yeah, I I finally got some of my voice back. I can't say any high-pitched sounds, so don't expect anything high-pitched from me. Yeah, that's... Look... It's not just the players on the field. You know, some of us, we, we got to battle through our own stuff. And I'll tell you what, man, it was, uh, it was a battle this week, right? Like we had to deal with the, what do they call it? The laryngitis, you know, the headaches right. coming from screaming, screaming off for too long. For four hours. It, yeah. it was tough, man. It was tough, but we're here. We're ready to rock. We're a couple of Florida state fans. We love football. We love talking. So we spend our nights talking about Florida state football and we bring it to y'all first thing in the morning, five days a week, Monday through Friday with your occasional Saturday special, which we got one for you this week. We'll talk about that a bit later. So Dave, earlier in the week when it was just Drake and I, we talked about the game recap. We looked at how we did. We looked at how we did against the goals you and I set. And I want us to talk about what we want to see this weekend. But first, I want to give you the opportunity of the platform. Is there anything you feel like we didn't get to or you just want to give your thoughts about on the game or anything like that that you kind of want to get off your chest before we look ahead to Jacksonville State? Yeah, just the two high level observations for me. It's going to be repetitive, but that does not feel like a game that we gave up 41 points in. That wasn't a 41 point defense. That got turned around fast from last season. That doesn't mean we're going to be great this year, but holy hell, you have to be encouraged by that. So I know we always talk about avoiding the associative or the transitive property, whichever mathematical function it is, where we lost by this to this team who beat this team by this much. Therefore, we should beat this team by that much and blah, blah, blah. How much stake or how much stock are you going to put into Notre Dame's performance for the rest of the season? You know, cause I think we look back to the Willie Taggart era and we got mopped by Virginia tech. This obviously is not what happened here, but there was sort of that moment of like, okay, well maybe, maybe Justin Fuente is just really that good. And they're going to win 12 games. And I definitely felt like it was more of a dagger in the heart as they proceeded to go six and six or whatever they went five and six, seven and five, whatever. Is that something you do while you watch the season unfold? Is that something that you don't really care about? How does that play in your mind? I don't not care about it. And I saw a comment on Twitter today that said, it was a Miami fan, I think, of course, saying they lose to the most overrated team every year in college football and they think they're back. Okay, well, again, this is a top five team. If they play like a top five team all year or they make the college football playoff, and they look similar all year. They play similarly to how they did against us and still in the year as a top five team or college football playoff team. That's a testament to the quality of the team that we almost beat, that we forced to overtime. So, you know, it, it would be disappointing, like you said, if they end up going six and six, because that does take some shine off what we did in that game. 
it, it makes what we did less impressive for sure. But I, I think it's going to be a good year for us, but I think that game is going to look even better as the season progresses. Yeah. I mean, the reality is looking at it, the seniors on that team, I, I did some quick math folks. So I apologize if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the seniors on that team have lost five games. They're a good team. I, I'm standing up for Philly G here. Cause I like the guy, but the reality is most teams in the country don't want to play their schedule. They're a very good program and they have been. Yeah, you're right. They didn't do so hot in the playoffs. I will give you that, but neither did Ohio state in the in the championship game. Alabama was a buzzsaw last year. Doesn't change the fact that they won a lot more games than most of the teams in college football. And if they go on to have a similar season this year, I think it does make our performance against them more impressive, but that only matters if we continue to be impressive in the other games, right? If we win four games, you know what? Let's get even worse. Let's go back to last year. I didn't give a, you know, what about that UNC win by the end of the yeah. I wasn't right. watching the Duke game going, Hey Dave, remember UNC? It almost was like, gosh, I wish we'd lost that game because heck I felt like that movie days of thunder. If you haven't seen, it, it's a NASCAR movie with Tom Cruise, a bit odd. His crew chief tells me, he says, all right, Cole, I want you to go out there on this caution lap. I want you to hit the pace car, hit the pace car. Yeah. Cause you are hit every other thing on this track. And I don't want you to be perfect. It's like, if we're going to win three games, might as well not win any and not have that high of beating a top five team just to fall so low. So long winded movie quote filled way of saying, if we keep winning and we get to the end of the season and we've got three losses and all three of them look like that, I'm going to feel really darn good about this team going into next year. But if we have two wins and we're sitting here in October, I'm not going to care that we took Notre Dame to overtime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's a such thing as flukes, and it sure feels an awful lot last year like that UNC game was a fluke. And unless we have consistency this year, that game would turn out to be a fluke. But in year, you know, year two, I guess really, unfortunately, really year one of Mike Norvell, that can't be a fluke. We, we need to see consistent play along the defensive line, along the offensive line. We need to see at least certain things that we saw in that game continue. Y'all already know what it is. Look, the players play hard, but the fans also play hard. We got to be in game shape. We got to be ready to go. We have to have our brain, our bodies, and our tummies all in synchronicity. In synchronicity, there has to be synchronicity between the three key components of our performance. And Bill Barr can take care of two of those, the body and the tummy. The mind, well, you don't got that. I can't help you. I'm sorry. Look, not everyone is a, is a locker room guy or a, you know, a real student of the game. Some people are just freakish athletes, but whichever you are, you can benefit from built bar. So go get yourself a built bar, 17, 19 grams of protein, five grams of carbs, only five grams of sugar, but I promise you it will taste like a fully sugared up candy bar because it's that good. Come on. I wouldn't lie to you folks. I'm your friend and you can trust me. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, 1-5 to get 15% off your order. Jared, I mean, what do you want to see from the quarterbacks this weekend? So, and you know, this, this isn't as uh, uniform of an opinion as I thought it'd be on social media. It may not surprise you to hear that I want Mackenzie Milton starting this football game. 
I, I'm not saying I want to see him play the whole game. It's Jacksonville State. There's a lot of quarterbacks we should see this week. I feel like if he can practice this week, I mean, if, he, if, if he's had a good full week where he's done enough to start, I want to see him start that football game. I still want to see Jordan Travis take a lot of snaps and come in and play, you know, play as the quarterback at some point. But this is something that surprised me on social media this week. I've seen a lot of clamoring for shove a birdie time. And I don't disagree with that at all. If this game isn't at the point in the fourth quarter where we can afford to put our third string quarterback in, we are in rough shape. I don't expect that to be the case. And I do want to see what we have in Chubba because we've heard some good things. Yeah, that's what I want to see from the quarterbacks. I want to see someone not named Jordan Travis or Mackenzie Milton playing in the fourth quarter. Look, I'm not going to say we're back. We're not Texas. We're not the University of Coral Gables. We don't just say we're back because we had a close loss, right? But I will say, I think we're improving. I think we're clearly better than we were last year. And, you know, part of getting back to who we were is when you play an FCS team, you don't need your starters in in the fourth quarter. I don't think that's too much to ask. You know, we looked at our goals last week and there was the one about getting them to not get four yards or better or five yards or better. I think I said on every first down, like I wanted their average second down starting position to be like second and six. We held them to way better than that. Their average starting position was second and 8.4, I believe on second downs. So I'm going to set a kind of a lofty goal for this weekend. I would like to say it's a success. If someone not named Jordan Travis or Mackenzie Milton plays at least 22 minutes of football. That's so what is that a quarter, almost a quarter and a half. Yeah. I, I want within the third quarter, the second, you know, one a and one B both of their helmets are tucked away done for the afternoon and they're coaching Rodemaker and Chubba Purdy. In fact, I'm going to set one more lofty goal and I hope I don't have to eat my words here. I want at least four quarterbacks to throw a pass this Saturday. Cause that'll tell me we're taking care of business the way we were supposed to. And we're just, implementing what we should be implementing, practicing what we can and taking advantage of what frankly should be basically a live scrimmage. Yeah. Let me, let me add to that. I want to add one specific goal Uh, against Notre Dame, obviously not comparable to Jacksonville state. We threw three interceptions. One of them was just Kyle Hamilton being a superhuman. So, I mean, that's tough, but I want to see one or fewer interceptions against Jacksonville state. I don't think it's acceptable to have four, five, four-star quarterbacks out there who can't not throw the ball in a way that Jacksonville State's non-FBS players are intercepting your passes. I know some of them can be fluky. I don't want to see more than one pick, and I don't think that's a lot to ask for. So the reason I'm making the face I'm making is because I agree with where you're at in principle, but I also feel like it'll depend on what the picks look like it's Jacksonville state. It's kind of your time to try some stuff where maybe you wouldn't try that against a team that'll make you pay for those interceptions. You know, if we throw two or three picks, all of them are in Jacksonville state territory and you can see, you know, okay, he was just trying to get in that window and he probably shouldn't have thrown that, but you know what I mean? I'm not going to hold that decision-making against them because you should take bigger risks when the consequences are going to be lower. Yeah. I don't have an issue with that. It's just, and you know, this ties into receivers too. 
And don't our twist that, by the way, folks, into I want to see three picks. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying not all picks against an FCS team are created equal is the We're, point there. That's that's fair. And this is going to tie probably segue into receivers, but our receivers have to be able to fight for footballs. And against a team like Jacksonville State, that's the kind of game where you ex- you expect our receivers to just dominate the defensive backs they're up against, win 50-50 balls, you know, go across the middle and take hits. I, I expect them to have a really good football game. I expect Parchment to have a big game. And, and yep. you know, this, I'll, I'll just tie this right in. I want to see two receivers with 100 receiving yards. I don't think that's crazy. No, I don't think so either. But so, yeah, let's keep rolling with skill positions. I want to talk about running backs. I think what we saw from Jay Sean Corbin was awesome. I think rewatching the game, Toa Philly actually had a pretty nice run on the same play that Jay Sean broke his touchdown on. They had both of the linemen from one side pull over, created some space for him. He just didn't quite get free. But, and I, dude, I kind of want to take a second because I don't want us to get too formulaic. Are we getting out over our skis here? Are we putting too much into this Notre Dame performance? And now we're talking like it's 2015 again. Like, you know what I mean? Like we kind of owe it to our listeners, right? Like I'm thinking out loud for them. Do we need to be more realistic? Like where do we need to set our expectations? Cause I, I also, what I don't want is like us to score three touchdowns in the first half and the social media. Oh, it's only 21 zero. Yeah. Guys. Look how we've been playing the past couple of years. If we can avoid overtime against this team, we're doing better than we've done against FCS teams in the very recent, recent past. Yeah, no, I don't think we are. And especially when considering that we're playing Jacksonville state, keep in mind that's, I'm not just saying, Oh, it's Jacksonville state. They got blown out, shut out week one by UAB 31 to nothing. Okay. So this this is a team that we should absolutely trounce. They didn't have a running back go for 30 yards. They didn't pass. For, they passed for 91 yards. That is not the kind of team that we should struggle against. No, no matter what the circumstances, it doesn't matter if it's sandwiched in between Clemson and Miami. It doesn't matter. I just want to blow someone out again. Like I want to feel like I want to feel like things are back to normal and I can turn off an FCS game at halftime. And I'm not going to get a text that says, OMG, are you watching this? You Upset know? alert. Yeah. I want to feel like I can go cut the grass in the second quarter. Like I could just go mow the lawn. I could grab some Chick-fil-A and I could come back to maybe catch the highlights. And I'll just know that we won by 35. Do you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? I mean, the game's rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, people who have algorithms and more tools and more time than you'll ever have. You're going to lose. It's that simple. As sure as the sun will rise tomorrow, you're going to lose in these massive potluck leagues. However, there's an alternative. Stat Hero. See, Stat Hero does it a little differently. Instead of going one against a thousand, you go one to one. They release their best lineup. You draft your best lineup. And that's it. You're in total control. Stat here is kind of the way daily fantasy was supposed to be, right? It's the old school fantasy style of you versus your buddy. But now we do a daily lineup and you can win a little bit of money while doing it. So go to stathero.com slash locked on and sign up for free right now. You'll get a three times back on your first play. So you put in a hundred bucks. You can win up to $300 on that one. That's right. 300% match. It's unheard of guys. Go to stathero.com slash locked on stathero.com slash locked on.
So yeah, let's, let's bring this fantasy novel in for a landing here, David, let's not get too, too out over there of, Oh, this is what we want to see. Tell me how great that blowout's going to be. You know, all I'm saying is the horizons are bright. The wind is blowing in our face and the sea is shining because it is a new day for Florida state football. I feel confident saying that I'm not saying we're back, but I'm saying we're on the path and that makes me happy. It makes Dave happy. It should make you happy. Makes Holly happy. Makes Stacy happy. And make sure you leave us a five-star review. Write a little bit about what you love in the, about the show. Hit us on Twitter. All the good stuff. Follow us on the podcast so it pops to the top of your queue. We love you all. We hope you love us. We'll see you tomorrow, and then we'll see you next week after a big Knowles W. I'm Max. That was Dave. And this was Locked on Seminoles. Don't know. Hey, I'm down the false start as fan victories. We participate.